Yeah, I haven't eaten it in like a while. It's actually really good. What kind of jelly? Strawberry. The Ooh, only kind. Uh, it's the only kind. Yeah. I'm a grape purist, but okay, strawberry's fine. Really? Grape. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of grape jelly. Peanut butter, crunchy or, crunchy or creamy? Um, Creamy only because that's the only kind that they have that's organic. That's the Kirkland brand. Uh, I'm a creamy man myself. That's what she said. I, I personally like chunky. Actually, why would she say yeah. I'm a creamy man? But you, you get my joke. Uh, yeah, I get where you're going on that one. Yeah. So welcome back to What Happened to Us with uh, Nate, Sam, and Hugh. Sam, we have you here on time today, which is always a nice, nice, pleasant surprise as of late. But your daughter's putting you to work in the kitchen, which is always good to see. So now, Sam, that forget you. We've already got to to the you know the jam and the jelly and peanut butter. Let's get to brass tacks now. How do you cut the bread? Do you go diagonally or straight across? I lost you there. I cut them into fourths. So it's oh, oh okay. so interesting. She, she is she is six years old. That was a wild card. I did not. <laughs> she's six yeah. going on like thirty. 16. 6 going on 16, 16 I like to say. I, I, this just sounds better, you know? That's true. 30, 30 she's was kind of like a teenager right now. So. Oh, the difficulty level only gets harder with the internet, I think. I imagine so. Well, I feel like, you know, they just absorb so much more and there's so much more information. Right. That I, I find that, like, you know, you would think that they'd be smarter people, but... I mean, no offense, but the twenty-year-olds right now—I don't know. <laughs> so go figure. It's like you have such a plethora of information. I know you're starving. I'm making your sandwich. You see that I'm making your sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> I needed that part. She's like, I'm starving, as if like you know, she's in a refugee camp with no food. Anyway, <laughs> the the challenge. Uh, yeah it's real it's all real for her so oh so what do you I don't feel know like? how do you, what oh, oh, go I, ahead, I was just just to get back to sam like i don't know if it's if it's the same for you guys but um saying plethora it only reminds me of one thing the movie three amigos because that's that's where i learned the word plethora yes oh really um, yeah it does oh, yeah, remind me of yeah. three amigos do i do i yeah. would you say well, I have El Guapo a plethora was, El Guapo was writing a plethora yeah. of pinatas yes, yes yes yeah exactly that's where I learned I, I learned two words from the movie Three Amigos. I learned plethora, and I learned the difference between famous and infamous. Oh, yes. They were, try, they were trying to explain to El Guapo the difference about how he was infamous, not just famous. And probably amigos, since you probably didn't learn Spanish growing up in Camp <laughs> Um, I was in, I think I was in California when that movie came out. What, oh, that's what, right. I what, yeah, I was in, I was in California from 84 to 89. So I'm pretty sure that's, that was that wheelhouse of three amigos. Well, well we've lost Sam briefly, but she'll be back in a hot <sighs> second. So, you know, what else, what but, else is new? Oh, but the funny thing about the three amigos things that, that how that popped up, uh, there was a, a thing going on around Twitter being like, what room could you be in with three men and feel safe and some girl posted the picture of the three amigos which i was like uh, that's pretty good uh, but yeah that, would you would you feel safe with chevy chase no but as the characters because they were kind of bumbling idiots um as people yes but as chevy chase no i would not feel would safe. It, it was what was the, what were their names i know is uh dusty um, bottoms ned Needlander, and lucky day Okay, I couldn't remember Steve Steve Martin's last name. I knew Ned Needle, I knew Needlander, I knew Dusty Bottoms, and I knew it was Lucky. Yes. Um, well, great, yes. great stage name, Lucky Day. So, well, so, so, so it's just Dusty Short, Bottoms. Though. Yes. I, I will Short. watch. I would watch Martin Short in anything. He is fantastic. Um, he is. He is one of the, Canada's greatest exports. He's been on the podcast circuit, and he's been like, you know, just talking about just things overall and it's just like i feel like i never really knew him until now because i didn't really pay attention to him to be honest until really um his like comeback for me was uh about the development oh wow <laughs> yeah. there, where he the muscly guy would carry him around and he <laughs> yes. was like a, a bodybuilder but he has like no he had no muscle strength so he couldn't really stand up on his own and i forgot his character's name but it was amazing. That was Arrested Development was a comeback vehicle for a lot of people. Definitely, like, yeah, Bateman. I mean, Jason Bateman for, uh, at the top of the list. He, I mean, but um, well, was like, that his comeback or was it just a comedic 
movie, he, like the like it started off with like him playing those bit parts in certain movies. Well, yeah, we talked about this before. Like he he had like a he you know he was a funny side character and like the sweetest thing and things like that. Right. But like, I mean, that was but but post Arrested Development when he started like starring in things again. Yes. But I'm even thinking of on Arrested Development like smaller characters like Henry Winkler. That was like a big comeback thing for him. Most True. people are like hadn't really heard much from him. Hell, even as much as I hate him now, Scott Bayo was funny on it as Bob Loblaw. Oh. He was Bob Loblaw and he had a law blog. Yeah, and Portia de Rossi, like Por- after Alan McBill, she kind of saw the face of the earth. Yeah. 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 I, like, I, I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to think uh, of when when uh, Martin Short kind of fell off a little bit, and like Father of the Bride Part, Father of the Bride Part Two, and then there was Mars Attacks, which I think was the end of pretty. But much... he played that. What's that, Jiminy Glick? For a while. Yeah, he had Jiminy yeah. Glick, and the, the, which like he had that show for a while with Jiminy Glick. He's yeah. I'm I'm looking at his. Um. But I mean, like he took a step back, did a lot of voiceover work. Didn't he have a sketch show? He was on, um, uh, oh, I'm sure he, well, I, did he ever have his own? Yeah, I think he did. It was, I, you know, like, like the, the Martin Short show or something. It was like mid nineties. He was on, um, John Mulaney had his, his, uh, sitcom for a bit in the, uh, mid 2010s. It lasted two seasons. Martin Short was a star of that. Well, he and John Mulaney. Well, um, wasn't there a short? Or maybe this is Dana. Maybe it's the there was Carvey a, Dana, a Dana, Dana. Oh, the Dana Carvey show was the one that like. There's a documentary about that it. one was awesome. Wait, was that because that the Dana Carvey show is the one that spawned Steve Carell and Steve um, Colbert, Stephen Colbert, and it, that 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 show had an incredible cast. Was that the one where I just remember one skit where they ordered at Taco Bell drive-through and then they paid for it and then they took off and thought it was like the funniest thing <laughs> and everyone's like, you didn't take it. <laughs> which which on? I think it was the Dana Carvey uh, show. Oh, I remember from it. Um, there, there was, there was a the Martin Short show that lasted three episodes in 1994. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. And it was sort of a meta. It was a sketch show, but it was a it was a sitcom about a guy who hosted a sketch show. So it was kind of like a meta, um, you know. But what was uh, it was Dana ahead Carvey's... of its time kind of show, and it was it was too funny to fail. I think it's a documentary they did about that show. Yeah, it's on or... Hulu, I believe. So, I recommend people checking it. I haven't seen it yet. I've been meaning to look at it because everyone who talks about the Dana Carvey show is probably one of the best shows ever made, but didn't catch because it was ahead of its time. Like it was outthinking the people who, you know, the time really. So, kind of like Kids in the Hall. Kind of like Kids in the Hall. Yeah, very much like Kids in the Hall. Wait, where am I? I'm, I'm dug and I'm getting. Oh no, that's State. The state was a state was also well ahead of its time. Like all those kids in the hall, we make re- we make references all the time, and it's quite not appropriate for children. But like, no. um, I'll mention like Chicken Lady and stuff, and then Kira's like, "What do you mean?" And I'll show her the sketch, and I'm like, "This is not appropriate for children." <laughs> <laughs> and Girl Drink Drunk is one of my favorite skits of all time because it reminds me of Nate. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. It's just a whole sketch about guys getting drunk off of girl drinks. Great. I I was um, what was uh, my favorite kids in the hall was always um, there's so many uh, the one where Dave Foley was like the, or no where Kevin McDonald was like the the evil not sorcerer but he had like the I can't remember the character's name but like Dave Foley played his manservant Succubus and it was oh, yeah. like a he was like a, a Vincent Price type um, why this is so weird I'm looking up Steve Dana Carvey's filmography and it doesn't list that show how is how is that possible well. Are you? Did you go to creator or director? Maybe no, I'm like, looking at filmography. Um, don't mind me. Just, just yeah, no, no. I'll, I'll find. It. Well, the funny thing is, I I didn't have cable at this time no, when Dana kids in the show. hall kids in the hall popped, so I didn't get to catch much. And when I did, it was usually like the crush, crush, crush. I crush his head thing. Yeah, the, when he's smacked. Yeah. Um, they was kids. I mean, what channel was kids in the? I mean, because it was originally on Canadian TV. Yeah. What channel was it even on? Comedy Central, I feel, maybe? I don't know. If, I mean, so, yeah, I feel like we got in America after the fact. Like, um, It had already been airing. It's kind of I like a the, Trailer the Park movies, Boys, maybe. The movies came out, and I remember them coming out as well, like Brain Candy and stuff. Oh, yeah, Brain Candy. Remember. Yeah. 
I don't remember when the actual show was on because I felt like we, you know, back then we couldn't, I mean, we just had to record it and usually it was like VHS or whatever. So like nobody actually had a recording of it ever either. Oh, that's my favorite thing. Or you caught it. You know what I mean? Yeah. People not knowing how to, how to record a show from the V like the VCR figuring out how to record something by like setting the timer was like oh, yeah. oh, something that oh, nobody that was, could ever do. That was My a, did that, that every in college that, she she recorded Pokemon just FYI. That was a da- dangerous game. You're playing with fire with the uh, with pre presetting it. Yeah. Um, uh, the Dana Carvey show was in nineteen ninety six. And it lasted it only lasted eight, eight episodes. Yes, eight episodes. But I mean, you could tell just how like every if you if you look at the episode titles, every single episode was sponsored. But I'm not even sure they were really sponsored. It could have just been a running gag. Like one episode was the Taco Bell Dana Carvey show. Yes. Then then there was the the Mug Root Beer Dana Carvey show, the Mountain Dew Dana Carvey show, the Diet Mug Root Beer Dana Carvey show, <laughs> the Pepsi Stuff Dana Carvey show, and then my favorite is the Szechuan Dynasty Dana Carvey show. Well, every one of those, um, so Yum Brands, which is um, uh, KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, they have a partnership with Pepsi. So that makes complete sense that those are the sponsors except for the Szechuan one. The, um, that makes, that's, yes, and the, and the cast was Dana Carvey, Steve Carell, uh, Robert Smigel, uh, famously of um, um, Triumph, the insult comic dog. Um, yeah, Phil Hartman. I mean that 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 show was and Colbert as well. He's in that Colbert, one. yeah. Oh, the good Louis C.K. was on three episodes, three of the eight episodes. Nearly made it halfway. Oh, that's, that's somebody we don't talk about anymore, huh? Um, no, not in a good way, no. Because he hasn't really apologized for masturbating no. into a plan. Uh, no, he he went on his. He's still touring, like smaller, like. Well, it's hard to, you know, nowadays touring is, before the pandemic, he, he was going on a tour, but it wasn't what I'd call an apology tour. It was almost like a fuck you tour. Like, he, you know, he's playing small clubs, but no, he never apologized. He, he, he almost kind of was doing the whole I'm a victim thing. But, you know, his, his diehard fans were still going to go see him. It didn't matter. I think he ended up doing one of those um, Dave Chappelle shows at his compound. Yeah, yeah, he's he's gotten some from a considerable amount of support from the comedy community, which is I mean, which isn't surprising. It's the comedy community is the one that was um protecting him all this time. Like like it was well known all the horrible things he was doing, like sexual harassment and whatnot, but comedians just, you know, didn't tell anybody. Hmm. So Always. You know, it's a very insulated world. They 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 protect their own. I'm, I'm I imagine it's the same thing with like D- Chris Delia and and who? Wow, he he really that he fell off, but his story fell off. Like I don't feel like I've even heard. I mean, I guess he got. I guess that is the true sense of getting canceled. But like I don't even feel like he ever got in trouble. He just disappeared. Well, I think that's all he had to do. Is everyone told him to shut up and be quiet and hide. Yeah, I think man. it was. Have you seen the the second season of you? I think it was killed, like in real life. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I, I think people try to get that you episode, like his episodes of you, off Netflix. No, see, that's the thing. You can't do that because it's such a major part of the plot. Oh, I'm sure. It's like he was playing the same person, which. Which is creepy in his. I own mean, right. it, it might have been yeah. hyperbolic. I mean, the the character that he played, but it it was pretty creepy. I mean, the guy. This is the thing, the guy. The serial killer in you is worse than him, though. Yeah, I was gonna so, say go that's figure. that's yeah. He's not even Which the, the least, Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm like rewatching all of Gossip Girl again just for funsies. Oh, nice. I you know Nate. what? I never watched Gossip Girl, which is shocking. You would like it, Nate. I know I'd love it. Your penchant it's, it's... for um, the drama and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's right. Up, that was right up my alley. I don't know how I uh, how I missed the boat on that one. It's on HBO Max. So you can watch it, and it's all the episodes. Sam, you know how hard it is for me to watch anything. I'm still not even finished with Shit's Creek. Getting close, though. I got three episodes left. Yeah, but you're watching with your parents. <laughs> That's true. That is true. So it takes a while. I mean, they're old, and it takes them a while. Like, you could probably watch, like, because even though they're hour-long episodes, they go by pretty fast. No, they're only 30 they're... minutes. No, I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking about Gossip Girl. Girl. Yeah, I mean, a, 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 an hour-long show with no commercials is what? Like about 48, 49 44. minutes? 44, 44 minutes? Yeah, so that's not so bad. But how many seasons was that on? I don't know. Uh, what's his name? He Probably more more seasons than it should have been. 
Um, the guy <laughs> who plays Chuck, what's his name? Ed Westwick, I think his name is, who played Chuck Bass. Uh-huh. He got he got canceled pretty in the he he was in, he was swallowed up in the early Me Too, and he he just disappeared. Well, his character's really creepy in Gossip Girls. So. Well, it sounded like it. The real guy was really creepy. He was he was credibly accused of rape by several women, like very much like a Danny Masterson situation where he was accused by a lot of women and and it never was it never got the publicity it should have. Was that during was that during Gossip Girl? Or was that before? Um, I or think after? the acu- well, the accusations I I'd have to look them up. Like he, it didn't come to light until like the Me Too stuff started happening. But I think the just like Danny, like the Danny Masterson, the women who accused him of rape said he raped him like twenty years ago. Like that was just buried by Scientology. So I don't recall when the Ed Westwick when the women said that happened. I don't know. I don't think it really matters. Sometimes it's it's oh if we're gonna go there like look at what's happening with Marilyn Manson right now. Yeah, I mean he's gonna. Yeah. Is anybody surprised? I'm no. Sorry. Well, some of the things he's accused of are just crazy. Oh, like, can we talk about Army Hammer too later? Yes. Oh no, we'll go. We'll go from Maryland to Army Hammer. That's that's. Is it Sam? Are you just thinking of Army Hammer because you're eating right now? Oh. I'm eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and no, it's because I love Army Hammer, and it makes me really sad. That he eats people. No, he wants to eat people. He hasn't eaten people. Uh, That's a he might, yeah, of course, some of the some of the women say he might eat people. I don't know. I don't think that he would kind of get away with it. Although he he did grow up with a lot of privilege. I'd say yeah, the the uh, Hammer family is um, yeah. I mean, we can go straight into Army Hammer now. Yeah, we well, might as well. We'll go. We'll, we'll get back to Maryland. Yeah. We'll get back to Maryland. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Hammer family, I'd say, is quite prestigious and very wealthy. They have a number of buildings and museums named after him. Um, yeah, he's, uh, I forget where they, they're, I forget where the, the main source of their, their wealth and fortune, like there, there's, they, they have an, even though you'd think that, I mean, Army Hammer's name is Armand Hammer, like, so Armand Hammer, but they don't actually, the actual Armand Hammer brand is only like tangentially related to the family. Like that, I, their, 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 their fortune comes from, I think it might be oil. It's something, but they. Yeah, they have like the Hammer Museum in Westwood. If you go to the, um, which I used to go to because even the because it's a morbid thing to do. I don't know, Sam, if you ever used to go to or went to the uh, Westwood Brothers Cemetery in Westwood. It's like behind the Av- the old Avco Theater. I have. That's where Marilyn Manson's buried. In Maryland, yeah, Marilyn, uh, Ma- Monroe. Marilyn. Ah, yeah, it's where uh, Marilyn Rose buried. It's where um, like a bunch of celebrities. It is a tiny, tiny little cemetery. Like like you know, L.A. has the the big ones where celebrities are buried, like Hollywood Forever and um, uh, Forest Lawn. Forest Lawn. Is that the yeah yeah? But yeah, Westwood Brothers is just this tiny little cemetery tucked in the middle of a of urban area. And there are so many celebrities. Roddy Dangerfield's buried there, and and so like so, there aren't that many actual plots in the ground. Most of the plots are on those like wall things. But I a lot used of to the... have lunch there because I worked in Westwood a while, um, like a yeah. few years ago. The um, yeah. it's oh, actually pleasant to have lunch at a cemetery. I used Very to. Peaceful. I used to enjoy walking, and mostly be. I mean, I don't make a habit out of walking around cemeteries, but when they're the, like celebrities of that level, it's kind of. Like and I remember a lot of the the headstones are real have really funny things on it. Like uh, Rodney Dangerfield's heads um, headstone says, "I finally got some respect," and um, uh, uh, Murph Griffin's headstone is there, and I think his headstone says, "I'll I'll be back right after these commercial messages" or something like that. But anyway, the reason I bring up that that cemetery is because the the Har- the Hammer family has like a quarter of the cemetery dedicated to just their family. They have like these giant mausoleums and things like they that family has some money. And um, it's from it's from Petroleum Occidental Petroleum Corporation. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah. it was oil. Yeah. Oxy. That's that's kind of like the uh, default. If you can't remember where somebody's money came from, that's a, like a U.S. magnet. Just guess it probably was oil, yeah. oil, oil or or, or or steel. Oil, steel, yeah. shipping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Henry Hammer. Um, you know, call back to last week when we were talking about the Winklevi twins. Oh yeah, that was yes. that was like his. Was that his? first thing that was his first break that i that was remember. a breakout role i believe it wasn't his first thing but it was like um, the where he got the most notoriety absolutely and then they tried to um they got they, they I, I compare them all the time and i've made probably mentioned it here too but they tried so hard to make army hammer like a thing like oh. a starring a starring the leading man 
but he just had like zero zero charisma on like and it it could be it could have had a lot to do with what the material he was given but like lone ranger was just terrible it was um, that was just yeah that was that was just the idea in general that was a also a uh johnny depp platform yeah but what they but they they it's sam worthington was another comparable name to me where they just tried so hard to make him a leading man but he just didn't have the charisma to be a leading man but like um i don't remember when avatar came out but there was that good like four or five years where they were putting sam worthington in everything because he was cheaper than everyone else that's why they were putting him in probably true that's probably true everyone will know him from avatar like yeah, he had Terminator. He had uh, Clash, Clash of the Titans, Titans and they're yeah. just like, well, he's just cheaper than everyone else. Let's just roll with it, and he won't do anything outside of Avatar from now on, really. Well, and well, and, and he actually was kind of perfect for Avatar because that that role did not need to be a superstar. No. It's like Shia LaBeouf didn't make Transformers. Transformers, like, but but I will say though, the the that Shia LaBeouf is. I mean, he's gone off the rails oh, since. A little oh, bit, he's yeah. an, he's another one who's gotten some accusations yeah. as of late that are horrifying and he's admitted to him but he's he basically says yeah i was a i mean he's sober now and you know there's you, there's, only, there's only so much you can blame on that but it is true i'm sure he was a terrible person and he admits he's like i was an awful person on alcohol and i you know so he admits it like um army hammer is well army hammers is a little different so yeah he um for yeah, those of the uh, that are out there that might not know what's going on here, because not everyone has the time or the insight of paying attention to what's going on with celebrities' DMing habits or messaging. Are you, are you saying that not not all the listeners of this podcast get notifications from TMZ like I do? No, I'm guessing that's not the case. But if you Probably. people want to get an idea of what the hell is happening, because we're kind of not mentioning the fact that he wants to eat human beings and drink their blood, is uh... yeah, it started out as a um, a woman. Um, she's I don't I think she's some sort of um, Instagram influencer. Right. She leaked um, what were purported to be DMs from him. They were not sent to her. It was like she was like being a mediary. Like she said, she she even flat out said these are DMs that Army Hammer sent to another woman. I don't believe that other woman was ever even named. And yeah, the DMs were um, uh, pretty hor- like pretty graphic. Like he was he was just into um, like saying things like I want to drink your blood, I want to eat like very graphic things that were just mostly sexual in nature. But then and most people are like, oh, that's weird. That that is not what we pictured army hammer doing in his free time um but then more and more women came out and said yeah he's like big into like um uh like bdsm like bondage so stuff like that was this was he cheating on his wife then or was this right after well, the divorce this was I, I, that's I, don't, I didn't i don't know the timeline unclear it's unclear because these these women it seems like these stories go back a while and he was married up until recently and his wife was forced to make a statement saying she was unaware of these proclivities of his which seems highly unlikely if he's into like this extreme bondage like not no not at all because she could be like there's like the whole virgin mary complex so he's married to her so that's why he like seeks women on the side to do other things yeah just throwing just throwing that out there the um yeah and so like a number of women have come out and some saying like yeah that he gets very um he like not violence in this in the sense of domestic violence but more in the sense of like he likes to do very very rough things during sex like so that sort of violence but most times it's consensual to an extent but a lot of these women were like yeah he took it a little too far like and and some of the women are like so so there were jokes about like does he really like to eat people because some of these dms make it look like he seems to like to eat people and other people are like no he's just doing sex weird sex things but then some of the women are like eh, no i don't know i think he might want to eat people uh and it's uh he's denied it of course but it, it's already uh sort he's has not been canceled per se but he did he did he uh, stepped away. He was forced to drop out of a romantic com. I believe it was a romantic comedy yes, with J Lo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was supposed to be filming right now. It, he made it seem like it was a mutual decision that he just wanted to take some time off to focus on his family or whatnot. But I'm, I'm sure that was not the case. But um, someone took over that role. Do you do you remember? Her? Uh, was it one of the Chris's? No. Was it Pine? did Chris Pine? It could you could be right. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I'll tell you what. The, I'll tell you what. The world did not need was a romantic comedy with Army Hammer and Jennifer Lopez. 
Okay. Well, I haven't seen it because I love the old Rebecca, but I heard the new Rebecca wasn't that great that he was in. I the, the I mean, he was oh, good. He was in... replaced with Josh, Josh Duhamel. That's right. Oh. Yes, 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 ah. yes, yes. That's right. Tad Hamilton himself. Yeah, and I love God. him. I love that. Movie. I love when, I'm, when okay. Date, I'm okay with that. When a date with Tad Hamilton is one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm not ashamed. You're not ashamed at all. I know that. We know your no. we know your movie. Choices. Which, by the yes, you know my proclivity. Yeah. Well, I, I, proclivities in the, in that sense is probably the wrong word. But um, it it just to go completely off topic. Getting back to Tad Hamilton, <laughs> I I I do not know how Topher Grace did not have the biggest like the bigger career out of like the seven those seventy shows actors. Like Topher Grace is hysterical and in like even in the movies he made he was hysterical i don't know where his he, career he just did, kind of he's like low-key like he's done a, a ton of movies like that one 80s movie was really okay you know take me home tonight or whatever yeah that's the one. um I, traffic was he, good um, um he was he was amazing in oceans 11 and 12 yeah no i just uh, feel like out of all of them though like i mean even ashton had a couple movies but ashton made his money through other other means but, and yeah. he's famous you know, for other reasons, and he dated, and he's married to someone super famous. So I think his star level is higher, but I don't know if any of those guys have done anything that much more spectacular than Topher Grace as far as he, acting. He, um, oh, Topher Grace, what was that other one I love that with him and Dennis Quaid and uh, in um, Good Company? In Good Company, that was a great movie. Well, you got to remember, like he did Black Klansman. Yeah, yeah, uh, he played David Duke, didn't he? Yes, he did. He yeah. also had a get. He was in a couple episodes of Get Shorty. He's done, I think, better movie choices, like just for acting chops. Over, I mean, yeah, Ashton Kutcher tried to do it with uh, what? What the Gates movie? Not the not the Gates movie. Um, yeah, he was in uh, Jobs. What, Jobs. Yeah, yeah. Steve Jobs. Well, which one was it? Because was his the one? Was his called Jobs or was his called this was Steve the bad Jobs? One. This was the non. Yeah, it was definitely one. the bad one. It was the non-Fassbender one. I just can't remember which one of them was called Steve Jobs. One of them was called Jobs. I don't remember which one was which. Nor do I. But, you know, he also was we all, interstellar. We all know the, 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 oh yeah, okay, okay. So I'm, I'm selling him short. I just think he should have been a bigger star. Agreed. He, he He's always been side characters. I think In Good Company was his, you know, Take Me Home Tonight didn't do great. Predators was, you know, he was, so, like, I thought Predators was a nice kind of, bring back from alien versus predators and obviously spider-man hey, 3 was a god-awful decision oh i forgot it i forgot he played venom right yeah um that's uh and even when a date with tad hamilton I, he wasn't the star that was that was a uh vehicle for uh what's her name uh, um, uh why am i blinking why am i blinking is kate bosworth kate bosworth you know what? this is the thing like his shows on syndication they're making a ton of money he doesn't need to work uh, no oh no i'm sure i'm sure they're i mean i don't think anybody that was on that 70s show is struggling well except for danny, danny masterson danny but those, that, those well, are for other reasons. For reasons and and the girl who played the sister because Ooh. she's oh. uh rest in power yes Ooh. she's no longer with us oh we have to talk about screech too oh ah oh, yes it is sad that uh he um what was it, he, it happened 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 very fast. Yeah, four weeks, right? Uh, yeah, he was died between. Well, depending on when he released, I don't, that he was diagnosed. Yeah, when it, there was about three weeks between when he announced that he had tested. Well, he announced that he was sick before the before finding out it was cancer. Like, right. like his his rep released a statement saying they think he has cancer before he actually was diagnosed. Right. Yeah, like, did he have really bad symptoms and just ignored it? Like, do we know they, anything? It's so weird that the, the, the thing, what TMZ kept saying that the, the report was that he was released, that he just, he got himself tested because he, he just felt achy all over and had a general unease, which is, it's just a very vague thing to say, but it, he just, it, for some, they said he, he, his, his fear was that he had cancer because cancer runs in his family. Yeah, and then it turned out he has uh, he had stage four small, small cell carcinoma, which is lung cancer. But he, he wasn't a smoker. It just, I guess, it uh, uh, metastasized in his lungs. But they don't yeah, know where it started. Yeah, because other other outlets reported brain cancer, so did it just metastasize to his brain? Like, I wasn't sure what had happened because I I'm think like, from what I well, there's two two I, different. From what, yeah, I, I, from what I read, it metastasized in his lungs, but they don't know where it started. But it it obviously was very fast. He went through a round of chemo, but then. Yeah, he died, you know. So, yeah. Hopefully not. 
painfully and just kind of just i don't know who knows uh, i who can say yeah but, but I, did, they, um, I did appreciate your tweet about uh, the new Saved by the Bell. That was shocking to me. Like, I knew, okay, so I obviously, for, you know, if I don't know if any Saved by the Bell aficionados out there, the original series lasted for f- five seasons, but the fifth season was kind of weird because they did a weird thing where Tiffany Thiessen left but then came back, so the, the timeline is, is way Wait, off. Wait, isn't Taylor, like, is that where the, the biker chick came Tori. Tori, yes. yes. Tori, yeah, both Jesse and um and Kelly sort of left the show and and then were sort of replaced with with Tori, but then they came back like so so for the graduate so the the, the original series ended with them graduating from high school. And right. at that by that time Jesse and Kelly were back, but they never explained where they went in the first place. No. So it was the timeline was all all over the place. Um then then there were two seasons of the college years. Right. Which um, college years were uh, that was Screech, um, Slater, and Zach all went to the fictional UCAL, even though it was just supposed to be Berkeley, um, because it was they were up in the Bay Area and they went to a school called UCAL, uh, or no Cal U, Susie is Cal U, um, and then K- Tiffany Amber Thiessen joined that show later on, so she wasn't on it the whole time, but Jesse and Lisa were not on it. Uh, and I be- I want to say that lasted 19 episodes, so it was like a season and a half, the college years. And then there was the Saved by the Bell, the new class, which I remember, but I did not remember it being on for seven seasons. Like, you know, it was it was a Saturday morning show that most people forgot about, but I had no idea it was on that long. I didn't. I, I'd seen it. I'd watched it, I'm sure, because I'm either whatever on a Saturday, but, you know, Screech was like the vice president, uh, vice principal of the school. Yeah, and- it was. Well, he was. He didn't start on it. Um, I assume this is probably because this was going on concurrently with college years. Mm, but like, basically, the way they did it is they made Mr. Belding the central character in New Class. Like, um, um, Dennis Haskins, Mr. Belding, was in all 130 episodes of the New Class. Right. Um, and then because it was on for so long, the, the students were like rotated out because, you know, you can't yeah. have a show about high school students that's on for seven years. They're going to graduate eventually. Um, but then they, yeah, so then it basically Screech joined in the second season and he was, he wasn't an assistant principal. He was like an assistant to Mr. Belding, kind of a Dwight Schrute situation where he's not the assistant regional manager, but he's the assistant to the regional manager. And then, yeah, and then basically it became a vehicle. I mean, the show basically then revolved around Screech and Mr. Belding with a a revolving cast of children. But yeah, I had no clue. But another thing that I read today... Um, which is sad, is that, uh, uh, well, one was that, uh, so Screech was not invited to be on the reboot. Right. Because, of the, you know, he had a, he had a quite a, yeah, yeah. famously had a falling out with the cast of the show. Um, but he was in, they said that they were, they sort of amended fences with him and he was going to be on the next season. But obviously that <coughs> isn't going to happen. But what's really random is I guess he, um, I don't know if these don't air na- these must not air nationally because I don't think I've ever seen one. But I guess over the last several years, he's um, he d- he he had been doing commercials for the Insurance King. It's like a it's like one of those low budge insurance companies, oh, like, like the, the general? general. Yeah, yeah, and they were doing. Uh, he was good friends with the um, like the president of Insurance King, and he was doing ads as Screech in these commercials, and they. Um, his his illness came so suddenly they had this this plan for a new rollout that I just read about today where the the insurance king company rebuilt the uh, screech's robot which they barely like I don't know if you guys remember but there was like several episodes of the original Save by the Bell where Screech had a robot named Kevin uh, a yeah. talking robot yes i remember that and, yes and the, so the this insurance king rebuilt the robot I don't know exactly what that means because it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to, to rebuild a fake robot. But they were gonna they were going to start doing the ads with Screech and Kevin the robot. But now that Screech is gone, the 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 guy who who, who the president of Insurance King says he's now giving the robot to the producers of the reboot, the the Say by the Bell, the Netflix reboot, hope or HBO Max or whatever the hell network it's on. I don't know. Um, He's giving them the Kevin it's that they built. It's on Peacock, guys. Oh, Pe- Peacock. Okay, sorry. Well, that was one of those. But basically, <laughs> he, he gave he he. They're giving him Kevin the robot. Giving them Kevin the robot. Maybe so. Maybe they'll use it on the show. I'm sorry. But... They've they've. I've not watched the reboot because I don't. I don't want it. I don't want to. 
Yeah, that's all right. Um, I don't I don't see a point of watching it. I have the Peacock. I don't watch anything on the Peacock. It's just they I don't either. Um the but they've made passing references to Screech. They haven't like ignored him. They evidently within the plot of the reboot, Screech is an astronaut living on the International Space Station. Okay. So at least they they didn't ignore him altogether. Well, that's good. And what was what was interesting is seeing so yeah, so you know, if you if you keep up with your say by the bell um the reboot year well, just over the years, you know, Screech famously had a falling out with all of them that basically started when he wrote his book about his experiences on the show. Right. And he did not speak highly of anybody. Uh, and then that book was turned into the unauthorized Lifetime movie. That oh, I we watched Sam that together, watched. didn't we? I, yeah, I believe we watched that together where you can tell in the, within that unauthorized, um, bio, you know, the, the, unau- the, the unauthorized story you could very much tell that it was written from the point of Screech and how, how mean everybody was to him. So the rest of the cast did not like take kindly to that. Though he did admit later he met, he admitted later on that he made a lot of the stuff in the book up, which I think that's what, so some of the cast members sort of forgave him after a while. He, he even also admitted, play, play, he was like trying to do everything to just to keep his life afloat. At that yeah. Point too. He, well, he also famously had the sex tape. Oh yes. Uh, which he admitted later on was not him. It was a body double. Like he's in the sex tape. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. Um, he's in it, but the why would we have seen it? I, why would you want to? Is a good. It's yeah. a good question. But most of it is shot from like first person. Like it's supposed. The point is that he's he's like took these two women home in Vegas, and um, it's mostly shot first person. And he admitted later on um, that it's not him. So you ne- you never see there is actual sex on ca- on tape on camera, but it's not him doing it. But oh. he only admitted he only admitted to that many years later. Of course, and then there, and then he also went to jail for stabbing a guy in a bar. Yeah, he, yeah. Was in, he was in jail for like five or six months. So he's uh yeah he's had a uh, he's had a good run or an interesting rest in, run. Rest in, rest in peace, Screech. Yeah. yeah, but it was interesting that like the statements. So every you know obviously they had to come out and say something. You know that it'd be people. It, there's no way that Mark Paul Gosser could not release a statement about Screech dying. But it was the the way that all of them worded their their um, statements about him was the, the, they didn't really use the word friend. A lot of them referred to him as a co- as a castmate or a co-star. So you could tell that, that a lot of them didn't really care that much for him. But what was surprising is the most heartfelt of all the statements was from Lark Voris. Like she actually seemed to genuinely like him. Oh, which was, she's the one who played Lisa Turtle. Well, yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. She was like her, her, his girlfriend, fake girlfriend. It's like Laura Winslow, you know. But she was also exiled from the group as well. Well, yeah. she had some mental. She had like a mental breakdown kind of thing. But she seems to be back doing well. I mean, I think she's on. She's on the reboot, I believe. Oh, but yeah, I heard she wasn't. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Why do we know anything anymore? So. Well, I mean, this is. I mean, it's just. I feel like with cast and stuff there's obviously going to be people that are closer to others, right? Yeah, like, obviously, in 90210, there's people that are closer. I'm sure Shannon Doherty doesn't have that many friends. Um, <laughs> but um, Tiffany Thiessen, like, she had her cooking show that I watched every so often, and she would invite some people over, like, um, you know, little reunions here and there. But I don't think she was ever close to Screech. I think he kind of exiled himself in a way. Well, well. and it and it was another thing that you didn't re- maybe didn't realize when you were watching that we're, as much as we watched that show screech was a lot younger than the other cast members like they they were all um he was an actual like 14 year old when the show started and everybody else was like a couple several years older so he always felt like an like he was an outsider to begin with yeah and he was and he was kind of weird uh yeah i'd say child actors tend to have that kind of thing yeah but i mean his character like he was like the nerdy nerdy character like so it's kind of like you know, you're always going to put, you know, Zach and uh, AC Slater as like the main guys and they're the popular guys. And I think that, you know, in real life, that's what happens. Well, do we do we forget the characters from the Miss Bliss era? That's the thing. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like... Nikki, Nikki and Mikey. Yeah. Oh, man. They yeah, they were the they were the Pete Best and Stu Sutcliffe of that of that show. Yeah, they did not they make the transition behind. from Ohio. So uh, Indiana. Indiana. Oh, sorry, sorry. Was, they went to John F. Kennedy Jr. High in Indianapolis, which was never actually re- explained why Lisa and 
and Zach and Mr. Belding were all went to like we're all in school at a school in Indianapolis and all of a sudden went to high school in the Palisades. I don't think it needed to be explained. No, I don't think so either. It's uh you know, you just feel bad for the fire teacher and, you know, the kids that they drop behind. So Well, I think Miss Bliss did okay. She was fine. What what'd she end up doing after the show? Well, not after the show, but she was I'm sure she she was famous before the show. So I mean she's Haley Mills. She was a child actor, child yeah. star. You know She's in the parent she was in the parent trap. <laughs> Back when movies meant something. Back when movies meant something. Oh. Yeah. Did, oh, did you guys hear about the the other reboot that's coming? Uh I don't know. What? Kate and Alley. Oh, I saw something about that. Which I'm fine I, with. Uh, I'm, it... I, I admittedly, I'm not familiar with Kate and Alley. Really? Like I, I know I've heard I I I know the show. I can even picture the two women, but I don't really remember. Well, I never watched it, so I don't even know what it's about. It's about two divorced mothers that end up moving to get in together with their daughters. So they oh. both have a daughter from previous marriages, and it's just uh, living in New York City and trying to, you know, get their lives back on track. You know, and dealing with teenage daughters essentially. Are they? Is it going to be like a traditional, like multi-camera sitcom with like an audience type deal? Or I would is it like going to they're going to try to make it like a single cam. I mean, more like because I mean that's, that's what they did with Say by the Bell. They made it a single cam. Well, no, it's, it's not like a tape before or quote unquote tape before live studio audience. I don't think show. we're ever getting live studio audiences back. No, probably not. Not for like they they got rid of live studio audiences after September 11th. So that that went away for about two a year and a half or so didn't oh yeah because they were all everyone was on high alert on you know if i never i was i've never been in a studio audience i've been in one for i, I uh, hear i hear that they're quite monotonous and tv like they just the tapings go for so long and, yeah. you, and you're just they have to do so many takes and you're hearing the same jokes and it just doesn't sound like something i have any interest in being part of I forget what it was called. It was like breaking all the rules with Neil Patrick Harris and the guy from Monk. Uh, Tony Shalhoub? Yeah. They, huh. had a, they had a TV show together for a while. I don't remember. I don't uh, remember that. I, I barely remember it too. I just had I had a, a coffee mug from the, the thing. So Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's all cool. I got there. Um, speaking of, uh, well, you never you, you 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 brought up Marilyn Manson and then didn't get to bring it up. Well, uh, yeah. we, we changed it, but yeah, he, um, he the things too. he's been accused of are like very very Marilyn Manson esque, like where he just basically was tort emotionally torturing Evan Rachel Wood by like cutting himself and blaming her for it, like just doing just crazy Marilyn Manson things that just sound terrifying, right? Um. But yeah, so he's he's been like in the last day he was dropped from his label, which I didn't realize he was still making music. He was dropped from his agency, uh, CAA. Um, I didn't realize he was still creating things. But I mean, he always liked to, you know, he was always making music. I guess I mean, that, that's not really shocking though. It's like it doesn't cost you anything at that point. So. No. The the one who's having a real bad day is um, did, have you seen what's what's happening with the country star Morgan Wallen? I did catch that one. Yeah. Oof, he is having. No, nope. can you please explain? I don't really care about. He that. is having think? a hell of a day. Uh, well, he is a um, uh, uh, up and coming. Actually, very. He's like he, probably one of the top country stars of now. Like in terms, if you're if you're looking at streaming numbers, but like if you don't like country music, you probably never heard of him. He's the one who sort of made news last fall because he. Um, he was supposed to be on SNL, but then, like, the week of the show, he got busted for, like, there are photos of him. Oh, like, going out and par about. Partying at a bar in, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and, and, like, making out with women without a mask. And Lauren Michaels is like, nope, you are not on the show. But then he kind of made amends for it. And, um, like, a later, I think in one of the December episodes, they Lauren had him back on. So he kind of made amends for that. But now he has uh, very much gotten himself in trouble because he was on caught on camera uh i think over the weekend using the n-word um he didn't know he was being filmed yeah. um it was actually you kind should of never you should never use it though yeah, yeah no he so basically what happened was that he his he was he and his friends were coming back from a bar 
and uh like in the driveway of his house and like i guess they were creating they were being so loud and creating such a commotion that um the neighbors came out and wanted to see what was going on and then started filming him and he was caught on caught on camera like calling his friend the n-word and it was clear as day that that's what he said and yeah and now the uh he's having a bad day he's been dropped from it started with some uh like the some company that owns like country music channels like said we're not playing any more of his music i know i I know sam's been gone this whole time but i didn't want to stop talking right no 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 um i don't know how much she missed of that um She'll, she'll find well, out when she listens okay. back to the pod. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, whatever. the gist of it, Sam, is that he was caught like drunk in his, dr- his front driveway being filmed by somebody else calling his friend an N-word. And so far today, he has been right. dropped by the country's largest um, owner of country music channels. He's been dropped. Like iHeart said that they're not going to um, play his music anymore. Country music channel, the TV channel, said they're not doing anything with him anymore. His label said that they are suspending him indefinitely. Um, yeah, so he's, uh, he basically went from being like the hottest, biggest, I don't know about the biggest country star, because like, like we said, you guys had never heard of him, but I guess if you're into country music, he's quite a big star. Kind of in the same way that the Hugh, you remember when the, uh, Jason Aldean? Yes. yes we yes, we yes. were there for the Jason, like Jason Aldean is a tremendously big country star. That nobody and knew he, at the bar. He was a tremendously big country star at the time that he was at our bar. At yeah. The then singing karaoke. We had no idea who he was. Mm-mm. I had no idea he was a big celebrity. No, he's um, just doing karaoke with us. And... Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was like an, at the time an enormous star. And yeah, that was the night he got busted for cheating on his wife. And we were there. We had no idea what was happening. My, and we had no idea who he was. My favorite thing is his new wife that he met he's, that yeah. night uh was more famous because she was on american idol and i was like what is up with the oc piece of trash that just walked into the bar like she was done in a way where it's like you come from orange county and that is the only way to put it that is the best way to describe how she looked and yeah yeah but hey you know what they're still together yeah good that's not to say that he hasn't cheated on this this woman because you know if he cheated on his other wife yes but you know you never, you never want to say anything good about adultery, but there is something somewhat comforting when some, when the person at least stays with the person they were cheating with. You know, like, does that make any sense? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Like, um, although, but as I said, if they cheated does on that their make original, them spe- virtuous or something? No, no, no. But, but it's they like, did it well, for at least love. he stayed with that one. But, but again, like I said, if he cheated on the first wife, who's what's not, who's to say he's not cheating on this one too? Oh, by the way, the show, sure. the show that I was, uh, that I went to go see was called Star Graving Mad. I, oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that show. So it lasted 22 episodes and I was That like, was pre How I Met Your Mother, right? Yes, it was. For yes. Neil Patrick Harris? It was, it was right before, I think that was his attempt to get back into this, like after Doogie Howser and getting that stigma off him, which Dude, la- lasted forever. Harold and Kumar. Yeah, 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 that, that, yeah that's Harold, what got yeah. it off. Harold Kumar yeah. is what really cleansed them and then how i met your mother which he was also that was back in 2003 four when that came out i want to say though he was excellent in um starship troopers oh yes yes that did not reboot his career but he was excellent in starship troopers best best thing in that outside of casper van dean uh no jake Busey. jake Busey was the jake Busey. by the way is the best part of every movie jake Busey's ever been in Tomcats? He, uh, yeah, I own you're Tomcats. Right. It should not surprise you. I own Tomcats <laughs> with Jerry O'Connell. Um, yes. Uh, he, um, the Frighteners, right? Frighteners? Oh, oh you know, Frighteners. He, he was in both. He was in both. Uh, Frighteners, yeah, he was awful. the bad guy. And in Contact, he was also the bad guy. He was the crazy religious zealot that blew up, spoiler alert, blew up the, um, the machine and killed, yeah, and so killed they, poor Tom Skerritt, spoiler alert. Do you remember, like, when we were watching the Frighteners as roommates and I was like legitimately scared and you were making fun of me, like it still, it still haunts me to this day. That is a, I don't remember. I mean, me making fun of you when we lived together, that sounds familiar, but I don't specifically remember making fun of you for that. That's a creepy ass movie. That is a, in a very underrated movie. It was a, it was one of Peter Jackson's first things, first big things. 
and it, um, it it kind of went under the radar and I think was considered sort of a bomb, at least for Michael J. Fox, because it was a very much a non, it was not a Michael J. Fox movie, like the people were you know used to, uh, this horror thriller, but it was fantastic. Well, he did a he did a few against type movies over the years, and they and it's not any surprise that they were his least successful. Like um, he did uh, at the height of his '80s fame. I don't know if you ever saw it. It was a movie called uh, uh, "Bright Lights, Big City" or "Bright Bright Lights, Big City," where he played like a writer who was a cocaine addict, and it was total drama, no comedy whatsoever. I did not see and that it, one. It did not. That's probably it's not. I mean, it was around the time when he was doing like it was post Back to the Future, but it was around the time when he was doing. Um, uh, the secret of my success, like that era. Um, then he also did that movie with um, um, with Joan with Joan Jett, like where there were there were musicians, like that one. I don't know. I don't even remember the name of that one, but it's. I think he and Joan Jett were like a brother and sister that were in a band. Um, wow. Okay, I got to look up Michael J. Fox's film career. Then the the one that was the most against type was uh, do you remember he and he did the Vietnam movie yes. with um, Sean Penn Casualties of War, like that was completely against type. Yeah, but everyone at that time had to do a war movie. It was like kind of like you're you're in this age group of guys. Everyone did like if you wanted to be someone, you had to do a war movie. That's true. That's true. So, so he was you know, you know it just seemed like I'd, I'd have to go back and watch it but like I, I remember it being pretty bad but I mean she, you know he and Sean Penn are good actors so I'm sure they did their best um but yeah then um what else there was he the same age as Rob Lowe Mug J Fox were they like contemporaries yeah. yeah they were they actually um you know again I, I it's the the podcast I bring up second most to Scrubs uh the Rob Lowe's podcast I, they I I've kind of fallen off listening to it because Rob Lowe was pretty insufferable. Um, I liked him in the beginning, but now he's just pretty insufferable. But he uh, he did have a recent episode with Michael J. Fox, and they had amazing stories of like them them hanging out in the eighties. Like, and I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago in this on the pod. But like, you know, Rob Lowe was very well known for his drug drug addictions and things, and he's been sober for like thirty years. But I didn't realize that Michael J. Fox also had crazy partying drug problems. They used to like go out and party together. Huh. Like, they, like they had stories of them like just driving up and down um, uh, Sunset, like just blitzed out of their minds in a in a Ferrari convertible, just to, so people would like notice them. Um, so that they were they were really good friends. That doesn't now that doesn't seem to surprise me. But no. you know, you think about Michael J. Fox, you just it doesn't matter. It's just like he is he never got busted. That's what it came down to. Yeah, I don't. He never had any. I can't think of any sort of scandal he ever had. Yeah, he didn't like kill anybody in Ireland or anything in a car accident. Uh, oh, no, Matthew Broderick no. throw out and Jennifer Grey back in the day. Well, that that ended their relationship, huh? It, well, I think the trauma of it, yeah, I would say it would have, probably have a little bit of an effect on him. So, and he had never had a situation like Charlie Sheen where he shot Kelly by accident, quote unquote, allegedly. Wait, who who, who shot what? Charlie Sheen shot Kelly Preston. Like uh, they used to live. To, they were no, uh, yeah, they were a couple and lived together. And he, uh, she was like at the top of the steps. He was at the bottom, and he shot her. Yeah. Um, but spoiler alert: she lived. Well, eh, spoiler alert: she's no longer living. Uh, but she lived. She survived the shooting. How about that? Yes. So. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And she became a beard to John Travolta, so go figure. He has, I saw today, he has a big Super Bowl ad coming on this Sunday. Yeah, reenacting the Re- Grease dance re- Reenacts the Grease dance, except he's, he's with his daughter now. Yeah. And I, I think I've mentioned this before, maybe I haven't on, on, on the pod, but um, I I am glad he's embracing the bald life. Now he does not, he's, he's dropped the wigs and now is just going straight shaved head, and he looks fantastic. You know, he did one movie like that. Um, it was... Uh, something Paris. I love you, Paris or Paris. Uh, it's with uh, yeah, where he's, Jonathan he's like Myers. A, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, um, They're he, agents of some sort. It's actually pretty solid. I didn't like I, he. I enjoyed the, it. He just. I mean, I don't know why he was doing. I mean, I understand the wig thing for for movie roles, but like he was just trying to pull it off in real life, and everybody's like, "Dude, we know you're wearing wigs. Like, what what are you doing? What's going on here?" He was stuck in the the olden days where you know. Yeah. 
Well, he because he did. It yeah, doesn't he had, matter for guys. It doesn't he matter. He had lustrous, lustrous hair. But he, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like now he's embraced like having a shave. Like his look now is that he has a beard with a shaved head, like very pitbull. Yes. Um, and he looks great. And I'm glad. I'm glad for him. I'm glad he's embraced it. Uh, from Paris with Love. That's the movie that I was thinking of. Ah. And yeah, he's he's gone. He's you know he's he went the Nick Cage route where he does a lot of movies that are just under the radar. Uh, yeah, like he did Gaudy, but I don't think Nick Cage has done anything that bad. Oof, that uh, I didn't see it. No, no one's seen it. There's a reason no one's seen it. It it did make that list of the top twenty five worst movie, top twenty worst movies of all time. I there's for any of you out there who do listen to this and know that we kind of oddly circle in weird groups there is a bar that kevin Connolly, who direct gaudy my god i feel i don't feel bad for him because he does seem to have a shitload of money yes for those who don't know kevin Connolly by name he was e on uh, entourage. entourage yes and also starred on um the the wb network's attempt to basically copy married with children yes uh, it was the, the movie with nikki the show with nikki cox i think it was called like unhappily ever after yes or it something was and like i think that. it was a spinoff in a sense like where they're like it's the same creators they just decided to do another show i mean it was, it was basically the same show except for it it inexplicably starred a talking rabbit stuffed rabbit who was voiced by bobcat goldthwaite which i thought was kind of a nice touch of a man who's un severely unhappy having a mental breakdown talking to a puppet that's true and the the, the guy who played the the quote-unquote al bundy uh, character john campanera he's very he's a very funny comedian yeah. like i, I like even him though, i actually even, mind the show no no, no even though it was, was a like, it was a total knockoff was like of married with children but i i enjoyed it yeah i enjoyed it yeah like uh nikki cox was just supposed to be christine like it was everything like i mean that all that the show was just a copy but it was it was funny instead of using a dog yeah, they used a like, puppet isn't it like american dad a copy too like not american dad um family guy kind of a copy of married with children and all that stuff too yeah i mean there's only so much you can do with a family um dynamic you know, the, oh light of day by the way is the movie with um uh joan jett and michael j fox right I did a pair that. of siblings must choose whether to pursue their dream of touring with their rock band or support their family and stay in cleveland ohio yeah classic classic choice of that mid midwestern life you know why people well don't you know what if, if you have the opportunity to settle down in cincinnati ohio you take it I thought that was As Cleveland, a, Ohio. Uh, Who says you want to settle down in Cincinnati? Doesn't doesn't matter, uh, sir. I mean, to them, it matters. Um, I don't like, know. Cincinnati looks it looked like they had a pretty pretty cool uh, rollerblading scene in the movie Airborne. Yes, so I don't know. Did. Cincinnati seemed pretty cool there. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, who who would expect that Jack Black and Seth Green were going to be the big stars of that movie? Um. Yes, true. And oh, fun tie back to Saved by the Bell. The guy who played the dad, Seth Seth Green's dad, and the main character's uncle in uh, Airborne played Mr. Dewey on Saved by the Bell. The teacher, the nerdy teacher. Oh Jesus! How the f- so there? There you go. There's a callback to Saved by the Bell. Brought it back. Professional callback. Well, well done, sir. Well done, indeed. So, all right, I got nothing on that one. That's just impressive that you can remember that one. Oh yeah, Mr. Dewey. Yeah, it just kind of. Was he the nerdy one that that, that that wanted to try out for the American Gladiator? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. No, they, they um, it's it's on on the um, uh, Save by the Bell podcast, the rewatch, the Zach to the Future that Mark Paul Gosler does, where he taught. You know, the, there were a, there were a couple teachers that had like re- recurring roles, not that many. A lot of them were like one and done. Like um, the ones uh, there was Mr. Dewey was always funny. And then there was Mr. Testavardi, who is the micro machines guy. He was the guy right. who talked super fast. Um, and then, yeah, there were a few other ones, but like everybody remembers Mr. Dewey. Like he, he probably had the most recurring. Uh, oh, then of course, who could forget the substitute teacher, Rod Belding, mm. as Screech called him the Belding who wasn't balding. Yeah, he was really unreliable, though. Yeah, he left the kids for for the Swedish flight attendant. Bastard. He was Absolutely. supposed to take them whitewater rafting. They were so excited. Oh, what will we ever do? 
We've got the better building, though. Yes, that is true. That and that, is true. that, folks, is how we end it today. On that note. <laughs> because i have no other high point to take it out on so uh, yeah we never talked about Marilyn manson huh well no, we got we, we, uh, we did i think you might have enough. been kicked off uh we, your internet might have take, taken you out enough so. i just feel like army hammer was a lot more um interesting it, i mean it, it was a different kind of creepy i guess that's, that's some of those those, d- those dms are, those dms are weird like really weird i mean like evidently the the story like more and more is coming out about him that he's like very big into like the bondage scene in LA like the underground sex parties and things and evidently like he is he is more like the dominant person when it comes to like really young girls but he's also like a very submissive person to older dominatrixes like so he like does both which is unusual like he's just yeah evidently that whole scene is um 